back to another episode of broad street linkedin a great statement rebound game by the birds i did expect it if you tuned in last week you know you, you got to expect a team of this caliber to rebound in the situation that they were in uh minus three was free money and you know we, we really controlled the pace of that game uh 37 minutes time of possession to the dolphins 23 we really just worked them i'm reed back on with griff to recap this matchup uh what were your initial thoughts on this game griff yeah i mean i had some worries coming into the game just because the dolphins are explosive and our secondary is pretty bad but i mean we played a physical great game stuck to our game plan ran the ball on their throats and it was a great game in philly and we needed it yeah i love the size saying we're going to beat speed with physicality and then backing that up i mean we just beat them up and clearly that took away uh the lightning quickness that we all have seen the the Dolphins offense produce. So jumping right into it, my first winner of the week is Desai. I mean, realistically, Hertz gave the Dolphins 10 points, right, with turnovers. The Dolphins put up seven points on our injured secondary. You know, obviously we know we have three guys out in the secondary right now. The Dolphins were averaging 37.2 points per game. They were compared to the greatest show on earth, which is just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, held them to seven points. I mean, you can't really ask for more against the best offense in the league. And what I'm most impressed with is, you know, we took away the run from the best rushing team in the league, and we made them one-dimensional. And whenever you make a team one-dimensional, you're making the game easier for yourself. Allowing 48 total yards on the ground is absurd. If we look at the Dolphins' last five games rushing, this is just rushing, 162 yards, three touchdowns, 222 yards, two touchdowns, 142 yards, two touchdowns, 350 yards, five touchdowns. Obviously, that was against the Broncos. 145 yards, two touchdowns. And we held them to 45 yards and no touchdowns on the ground. The D-line, the linebackers dominated. Um, you know, great grain plan. Like we said, physicality destroyed their speed. And uh, we held the Dolphins to season lows and yards, touchdowns, first downs. And we're just getting better. Look what Howie did. Worked his magic. Kevin Byard for Terrell Edmonds and a fifth and a sixth. I mean, come on. We're getting an all-pro safety. Seems like the, the Titans just love giving us their best players. And, you know, we're adding veteran experience to a position group that I think we're really lacking in. And it's just Howie. Great move again. Great move. Yeah, I agree. And Terrell Edmonds had a terrible game. He was one of my cons. You know, he kind of led the secondary and just giving up the big plays um, and compounding mistakes. Now we don't have to worry about him. He's gone. <laughs> Nothing better than seeing your con uh, just disappear from from the team. Uh, what was your What was your first winner of the week? Yeah, so I had Eli Ricks. Um, he had a great game, rookie out of Bama, and uh, he kind of clamped Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek. Still had 11 catches for 88 yards, but he's going to – he usually is due to go off for a lot more than that, especially against a rookie. So, props to the to the rookie cornerback, and we needed someone to step up big time, and he did. 
Yeah, undrafted. Eli Ricks. This was my third pro, actually. Um, you know, ever since our secondary went down, you know, I've been calling for him to at least give him some snaps. And in his last four games, look, the sample size isn't big here, but you can't not be impressed with this undrafted rookie, right? 39 total snaps, seven targets, two receptions allowed, zero touchdowns allowed, one pass defended, and a 46.3 passer rating allowed. And, you know, he's going up against Tyreek, Garrett Wilson, Cooper Cup, Nakua. And versus Tyreek this game solely, three targets, zero catches and yards allowed, one pass broken up, and a 0-0 passer rating. Can't ask for more. Great game from Eli Ricks. Looks like he's really emerging and can fill in that role that Maddox is leaving behind. But, um, yeah, great game from Eli Ricks. So that was my third winner. What was your second winner? Hey, this has uh, been going on for, I guess, the whole season now, but A.J. Brown is a monster. And I saw what Nick Sirianni said, like he thanked uh, Jeffrey Laurie for the 100 mil to pay A.J. Brown, but A.J. Brown's unbelievable. I mean, we have we have a top three wide receiver in the league. 100%. And it, it's the first time in a long time, I feel like, that we have like a, a set-in-stone top three receiver in the league. And Devontae Smith isn't far behind him. He's going through a little bit of the yips right now, but um, – our, our wide receiver core is just so good, and it's led by A.J. Brown. 100% agree. This was my uh, honorable mention. I really wanted to put him in, but, you know, it's kind of been across five games, so I slid him down. But, yeah, right. I mean, A.J. Brown, five straight, 125-plus yard games, tying Calvin Johnson. I mean, if you and Calvin Johnson are the only two in that category, that's just in, insane, especially for us, right? I mean, we've kind of never really had that top three receiver in the league and it's oh. it's, a, it's so nice to have um yeah great game by aj my second winner short and sweet zero penalties we've been talking about penalties we've been talking about you know you can't give those up in games especially against better teams and you know maybe the refs missed a few calls here and there but uh zero penalties that will win you football games yeah 100 percent, and they definitely did miss some but if the Dolphins want to complain, then you, you can't put yourself in a in a position to let the stripes decide the game, like we've said before. Exactly, exactly. So I thought it was a very well coached game. Um, and your and your third winner. So my third winner. I mean, I feel like I just had the same winners every week. It, it's that defensive line. I mean, yeah, you, you can just you can go down the list. Carter, Jordan Davis, Reddick. Since coming getting out of the cast, he's been unbelievable. Josh Sweat had a good game. Nolan Smith had a, a sack. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a well-coached team. And I really think that this was a big week for us to come together, and we did. 100%, right? Sweat, two sacks. He's just probably the most – I think he's the most underrated D lineman, honestly, on the Eagles. You never really hear national guys talking about him, but we know he's he's been a beast for years. And, uh, yeah, Nolan Smith, first NFL sack. We love to see that. And uh, – Hassan Reddick, I mean, this was an, an insane performance. Not, I mean, obviously we know how he rushes the passer, but you saw him in the run game. I mean, they couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah, I mean, one on one versus Raheem Mostert, like the second or third fastest player in the league, had like two or three open field tackles on him uh, in the run game and the in the rush game. Uh, yeah, like, and we were getting them to like second and long, third and long, and they tried to kind of run like the cheeky plays. Um, that start behind the line of scrimmage, even to the outside, and our DNs were getting out there like 
we were shutting things down. I mean, the Dolphins have a flashy offense, and they couldn't do anything. No, we we beat them up. And look at this. Last four games, Hassan Reddick, 13 tackles, five and a half sacks, seven tackles for a loss, and seven QB hits. Four games. Uh, he's just – he's a freak. Yeah, same guys last year. Uh, some other honorable mentions I had. Love to see big play Slay making a big play. That's kind of the first one he's had this year. And uh, four for four on the brotherly shove. My favorite play in the NFL. It's just – and it's funny because the more and more as the season goes on, more and more teams are just failing miserably. And just watching the birds get it every time, is, it's sweet, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was awesome. My, my honorable mention – it can't go untalked about was the jerseys and the, the throwback theme around the park. Oh, man. It was awesome. <laughs> so sick. I wish we could do it more. I think what we have two times this year. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw, like, some accounts trying to, you know, I'm sure they're just trying to get clicks and comments. But they were, like, comparing the Kelly Green to Hulu, like the Hulu Live Sports jersey. And I was going through the comments, and, you know, I, I was surprised, like, Everyone was saying the typical as a Cowboys fan, as a blah 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 fan or whatever. They were saying that it's the it's the coldest jersey in the NFL. So for sure, with the with the throwback eagle, I mean, it's oh, unbelievable. Yeah, so tough. Um, yeah. So those were our winners. Not not a lot of losers for me over here. Um, but why don't we start with you, Griff? What was your first loser of the week? I have one for sure. And uh, you can just roll it over week to week. It's Brian Johnson and his fetish with the QB draw in the red zone. I have <laughs> no clue why he looks down at his play sheet and thinks that that's going to work from 10 you know, yards. So it was first third and goal at the 10. And yeah. that was after we ran the ball, like ran the ball three times at first and goal, second and goal from deep. And it's then like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day every time we get in the red zone. He just. It's like a screen, a failed run, try to get some to Goddard. And then it's literally like they do the same progression of plays every time they get into the red zone. And it ends with the QB draw from 10 yards out that always looks so dumb. And I mean, defenses know it's coming and it still doesn't work. And they still know it's coming. So it's just like, I don't know. He needs to figure it out. It's bad. The play calling, the play calling is terrible. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, it definitely was going to be one of my biggest cons, you know, on that Goddard touchdown, the screen. As soon as they threw the screen to Goddard, I was like, I'm going to freak out. And he ended up getting the touchdown. But you're right. It's the same. It's like the same progression of plays. And, you know, I mean, it, it kind of worked today. But um, I, I agree. I didn't have that in my cons. But um, still definitely something we need to work on. Uh, yeah, red zone offense. But my first loser is turnovers. I mean, like I said earlier, Hertz gave him 10 points, right? You gave, you gave him the pick six. You fumbled in, what, the 25, 30-yard line. Defense played great to hold him to a field goal there. Um, you got to take care of the football. And, you know, this is something that's kind of new in Hertz's game. Uh, we just didn't see this last year. Um, and it's not like the Jets game where he just threw, like, a miserable throw. But the decision-making still isn't great. And I think, especially with the fumble, I think – it's almost a gift and a curse when your O-line is so good because he does have a lot of time back there to throw, but it's almost like he thinks he'll have that every play. And on that fumble, you saw that. He held the ball for six, seven seconds in the pocket. And sure, yeah, like sometimes our O-line is just dominating and will give you that much time, but you can't 
really expect that every play. Yeah, I think he's trying to avoid getting out in the open field on his feet. He's going down early, even when he is scrambling. Um, so I think he's just trying to hold that pocket as long as he can, and eventually they're going to collapse. Right, eventually. The offensive line doesn't look as good as it did last year. I mean, it's still a great offensive line. but like Banged up, banged up. Yeah. yeah, It's clear that it's not the same caliber. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's – it could also just be like he's not loving the play call. Like, yeah, and he's trying, he's not like getting his progressions right. I don't know, but it is like it's obvious that he's not completely comfortable in the pocket. That's why he's, he's taking all these forced fumbles trying to like get the ball out way too long. Yep, Agreed. and that, I mean, that's on him. He should not like he's got to know that there's someone coming behind you. Yeah, yeah, turnovers need to improve in that area. I mean, we we lost the turnover battle again, right? But uh. Defense defense played phenomenal. So um, what was your second loser? So it wasn't really a loser, but I saw like a lot of stuff on Twitter and on podcasts, people hating on Nick Sirianni. I don't know if it's me, but is he hated around the league? I think he's 100% hated. Honestly, I can see why, but obviously I love it. Um, I was oblivious. I was completely oblivious to it. I was shocked listening to like a couple of like people that I like respect their opinions on podcasts and they all were like, this guy's a jackass. And I was like, what? He he shows a lot of emotion for sure, right? I mean, he's he's always doing something on the sideline. Um, I love it. It's just, <laughs> you know, I was talking to my other buddy about this. He's not a Birds fan. I, I genuinely don't know what Sirianni does. I'm pretty sure he's just the glue guy. Yeah. Like, he's literally just the hype man. But, you know, we know he doesn't call plays. Um, I mean, scheming. I mean, he, he's, he's in all the. He's in, sitting in the rooms for, like, game planning. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, comparatively to other head coaches, I feel like he really, in terms of the actual football, doesn't do that much. But, I mean, he gets the guys fired up. The guys love him. And that's honestly just as important as a head coach, right? You got to – these guys got to trust you. They got to play for you. They got to play hard. Um, but yeah, in in terms of the football aspect of it, I I don't know. I mean, obviously he's game playing and everything, but he's not calling plays. Um, yeah, I mean he's got to be the decision maker, like fourth and short. Like, I mean, obviously it's a go for it, but yeah, but yeah, I, 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 he's not a great. I, job I love either. Sirianni, is what I'm trying to say. But I I do I do see the side of them hating because he'll be on the sideline just talking shit, and it I love that. But obviously, you know, everyone hates Philly if your head coach is showing emotion and talking shit on the sidelines you'll probably hate him too um but yeah yeah it could backfire because like not i'm not saying but the second like he loses the locker room or it goes south a little bit and he's still like doing that i feel like (laughs) a lot of backlash i mean it's kind of like what uh what part of my take says you know they like they call him corny but like as long as it's winning it's kind of sick like you got to But as soon as he starts losing, you might find a lot of different opinions about him. But, you know, I I love Nick, so. Yeah, it wasn't really a con, more just, you know. Yeah, no, observation for sure. Um, My second loser, you know, it's funny. I was actually debating whether to put this in honorable mentions for half part of this for winners. But I think the other half that's negative definitely outweighs it um, is Hurts Hurt. You know, we know he played that second half with that brace on his left leg. Seemed like he had a limp when he was heading off the field. 
and you know AJ in his post game interview he said he doesn't want to share another man's business but he said when he sees his quarterback his leader fighting through injuries of his own it makes him it motivates him and inspires him to um you know play through whatever pain he has and he did play through pain you saw he had his cut uh cheek he said his vision was blurry after that big hit on him um and you know it's it's great to see our leader our competitor pushing through battling through playing but you really got to hope that he's not hurt right and he didn't say much in the post game interview but when asked if the injury could impact him moving forward all he said was i hope not not the best answer not the worst answer but you know let's let's hope everything's good there yeah i mean he he finished the game um and he, he i don't think he's going to give the media anything and he, he did say it ha- didn't happen during the game so anything that like would have happened in practice, he would have already been assessed, and like they wouldn't send him out. That's my theory when I saw yeah. that. You know, I, actually didn't see that, I didn't see that report. That's great news that it was uh, bothering. Well, not great news, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, good. I think I asked him like, did it happen uh, before the game? Or uh, I don't. I have to pull up the quote, but I'm almost positive it happened. He said it happened during the week. Um, All right. Sirianni knew he was dealing with it. Uh, but I don't think I don't think it'll be a big deal. I have one more. It's just I mean, this is a huge win for the Eagles, um, momentum wise, but I feel like we need to take it for what it is. Also, the Dolphins are 0 and 7 in their last seven games against teams with a winning record. It's so ridiculous. yeah. So I mean, like the <clears throat> Dolphins are a great team, don't get me wrong, but I still feel like we have way harder tests to come mm-hmm. in these next like five, six weeks. Yeah. I don't think they've beaten a winning team since like 2021 or, or middle of 2022 or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Obviously, you know, after the game, of course, everyone's calling the dolphins frauds. Um, you know, I, I think they're a great offense, um, but you know, can't ask for more. Took care of business dominated. My third loser Another thing that kind of is like half honorable winner, but, you know, Lane Johnson gave up his first sack since 2020. Sucks to see that streak go, but we thought he might be out for the season. And he's already, and he, you know, sucked it up and came back and played this week, which was great. So um, not too worried about that. And um, another thing I feel like we have to mention here is the Niners are a huge loser. Blew another game huge for home field advantage and the potential buy. Um, and, you know, like I said last week, it's really not looking – it's looking like college football this year. Like, no juggernauts. It's it's anyone's for the taking. And um, and the only 6-1 and one teams in the NFL are your two Super Bowl um, contenders from last year, Chiefs and Eagles. So, yeah, huge, huge for home field in the bye week, seeing the Niners go down again. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. And they don't, I mean, Brock Purdy, when he gets tested, he he can't, I mean, he had multiple opportunities to win that game. Um, and we have issues of our own. I still don't think the Eagles look like a complete uh, team, especially with the turnovers. But uh, I would say we're the best team in the NFC, and I'd be confident. I would as well. The Lions got smoked by the Ravens, and the Niners are having their own woes. So when we play them, we're, we're going to be favored. I really do think we're going to be favored if we take care of businesses in, in these next couple of weeks. Especially at home, too, I agree. And, you know, looking at the Niners' loss, it's against Kirk Cousins in primetime against that Minnesota defense with Justin Jefferson out. 
and you lose. I mean, I said this earlier, just I, I'm, I'm more scared of two or three other teams compared to the Niners. And I also just feel like we own them and we have their number, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, great to see them lose. Great to see them lose. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, yeah, it was a weird week in the NFL, but Eagles came out on top. So tied for the best good. record in the NFL, top of the NFC. Love to see it. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. Make sure you tune in later this week for our preview of the Skinnies and Birds upcoming matchup. We'll give you our Lincoln Financial Locks. And um, yeah, go birds. All right, go birds.